desires are not, and Luther was passionate about saying things like this, God's desires are not, that I forget all about things down here on earth because I'm spiritual. I'm a saint. Heck, my eyes aren't on this world. My eyes are on heaven. No, Luther would say, and said in all kinds of ways, in many and various ways, what in the world are you doing looking up to and striving for heaven? Heaven is in God's hands, and so are you, and so it'll be, believe that, and it'll be there when you need it. But now, until then, don't turn your back on this earth because your eyes are fixed on heaven. Turn to the earth and fix your eyes on it with the eyes and the heart and the love and the good works of heaven. And both the Bible and the church do use that word saints to talk about those who do do that, who faithfully live their lives on the earth in the direction of God's desires for the earth and for all people. But the desires Jesus describes in those powerfully, powerful words we just heard from the beginning of his Sermon on the Mount, blessed are the merciful, not the vengeful. Blessed those who hunger for what is right, and not just what is right in their opinion, or just right for them personally. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit, those who know and thank God that there are things way more important than just them personally. Blessed are the peacemakers. The peacemakers. Notice Jesus doesn't say peace lovers. If all you do is love peace, then you're apt to avoid all conflict. Jesus blesses peacemakers, people like Martin Luther King Jr., for example, who peacefully turned their cheeks, their other ones, right toward conflicts when those conflicts were conflicts that couldn't be avoided if God's kind of justice and righteousness were to prevail. Blessed are those, Jesus said, who do what is just and right, and they do it not just when it's easy or popular, Blessed are those who do what is just and right, Jesus said, even when it starts costing. It's not the Bible's primary use of the word saint. The Bible's primary use of the word saint is to describe sinners who know that they are sinners, but they also know the forgiving love of Jesus and have been washed clean in it. But the Bible does nevertheless use that word saint to talk about, I don't know, let's call, us, call them recovering sinners, if you will, who do know things they do and live the way they live in the direction of Jesus' loving desires for them and for all people. Martin Luther King Jr., Martin Luther, Mother Teresa, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, Tubman, St. Francis of Assisi, Pope Francis, St. Peter, St. Paul, St. Mary, not perfect, any of them, not inerrant or infallible, any of them, sinners in need of forgiveness, all of them, but sinners who washed in the blood of the Lamb do or did do good in the world. And the good was a Jesus kind of good. And though because saints do know that they are sinners, and so every true saint there's ever been would never have any interest whatsoever in being lifted up, all saints' day is a day that reminds us that we need to lift them up. Because you want to know why? Because it's not about them. It's about the fact that the world doesn't have a chance of living in the direction of God's desires for it. Unless it has the right heroes. Which, of course, includes also the names of all those heroes in all of our cases 
St. Paul, the father of my wife and the grandfather of my daughter, who worked tirelessly all week long as an incredibly gifted musical public music school director and was tired when he got home at nights, but nevertheless offered Wednesday nights and Sundays, offered his musical gifts to his church for decades. St. Elmer and St. Irv, Lake Mills, Iowa church members who stepped up to be grandpas for my daughter when St. Paul, her only grandpa, died. St. Dina, my grandma, who my first week in college wrote me a letter and her, she was so frail now and her eyesight was so bad, I could barely read what she wrote, but I could read what she wrote. She said, I pray for you, Roger, every single day. St. Wanda, possibly the kindest person I've ever known. St. Skeeter Olson, <clears throat> my favorite ever Presbyterian and my golfing buddy who never married, didn't have family in that next generation except she adopted a lot of people including my daughter and my wife. St. Harold, my seventh grade Sunday school teacher. St. Wilhelmina, never married and had children, but who led the opening Sunday school song time for my home church for preschoolers for, I don't know, I'm guessing 50 years, which means though she didn't have any children, she's the one who taught this little light of mine, and Jesus loves me, to thousands of children. I could go on, but on and on with my list, but who's on your list? Who are the saints who weren't perfect? Oh my gosh, no. I think we underappreciate. I think we might even insult. And we certainly misunderstand when we insist or convince ourselves that great people can only be great if they have no flaws. In this broken world, the truly great people did the great things they did in spite of their flaws. Which might well be something that makes them greater still. Who, maybe because their names are written in history books, Everybody knows them and what they did, but probably more often those whose names are written only in one place, and that's your heart, because you know, you're the one who knew what they did, but in either case, who are the saints who are your heroes? Who are the saints who are, who are the kind of people we need as heroes? Because too many of the people being lifted up these days aren't great with much of anything that's actually truly great at all. All Saints Day is the day that is a day that gives us an opportunity to thank those folks. It's a day to give thanks to God for those folks. It's a day to think about what is about them that would be worth not just admiring, but emulating. A suggestion. Later today, to yourself, to God, to somebody else, if somebody else is around, name those names. Have a cup of coffee with somebody or a glass of wine and share your lists God and with others. Because why? Because this world won't live in the direction of God's desires for it unless it has the right heroes instead of the wrong ones. For who we strive to be can't be separated from who it is we admire and strive to be like.
sinners, if you will, who do in faithful and good ways live life good by living in the direction of the good and loving desires of Jesus. Which leads to a third way that word saints is used in the Bible. You know those saints who are saints either because they're on everybody's list of you know, Bibles, history books, or because they're on that list in your heart, people who've, who've you been picturing, even as I've been kind of talking about Bibles. Many of them, I'm sure of this, on all of our lists. Many of them aren't here anymore, are they? Which takes us to the third way the Bible uses the word saints, and that is to refer to those who have finished the race before us. On All Saints Sunday, we remember them, the saints who died. But we remember them, even if tears run down our cheeks as we do, we remember them in the light of Jesus' that in him we have more than memories of those saints. We have hope. Hope that rests in the promise of the Lord of Easter. Who promises that in him we will see them again. I remember a 102-year-old saint, Tammany. She did not have one single friend left in this world. They, have all, they all were in heaven, she said. But she didn't say that by way of being depressed. She said it with a glow and a smile on her face as she went on to say, it surely will be good to see them again. Yeah. On All Saints Sunday, I every year think of the people I've said goodbye to more every year. And I think of what they meant to me, and I give thanks to what they meant to me, but I also give thanks to the promise of he whose promise is that they're not gone, they're gone home.
lives and work of saints like my father and my mother and my grandparents and my Sunday school teachers and countless others who, I don't know how this works, I don't know how it works, but I believe it, countless others who, every single time I say believe, are saying it with me. I believe every single time I stand up for what is just and right in the face of what is unjust and wrong, people like Martin Luther King Jr. and Dietrich Bonhoeffer and, and Harriet Tubman are standing up with me. And I believe that every time I preach the gospel, that it's God's unconditional love and unqualified forgiveness not to be earned by works but simply received as a gift, Martin Luther and St. Paul Rob Dotson and Carl Devine Cook and Roy Wingate are preaching with me. I believe that when I reach out to the needs of the poor, Mother Teresa is reaching with me. I believe that when I make a friend out of someone who I have no connection to but simply could use a friend so I become one, Skeet Rolson is becoming one with me. I believe that when I care for the earth, the land, the St. Francis of Assisi is caring with me. I believe that when we sing, when we sing great hymns of faith like for all the saints who from their labors rest, choirs of heaven, choirs of angels and saints are singing with us. Which, okay, maybe we've just established it, I am serious. 